I'm going to say it. I think part of the success is that they don't have college degrees. They're not limited by, you know, oh, these are the things you do because I learned about that in my business class. Instead, they just sort of say, you want us to take the hill? Okay, hmm, I guess we need to take the hill. And then they figure out a way. And it's usually way more creative than I personally would have done, whatever it is. So I expect that, uh, dear, dear bosses and managers out there, expect that when you get to level three, that they're going to come up with stuff that you didn't think of. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, it is such a pleasure to see you. And um, I'll just go ahead and apologize for those watching our uh, video, both of you, uh, that uh, I have an incredible sunburn from cross-country, which we've talked about on a previous uh, broadcast that uh, my kids are involved in cross-country. And it turns out some days the meet involves a race where each kid is in a different race and you are there all day. And if you forgot sunblock, it's powerful. So... um, so anyway, I'm glad uh, glad to see you. I'm sorry you have to see me. The, no, no, no. It's every day you you look at uh, red hot with two eyeballs. <laughs> That's fair. One hundred percent fair. Yeah, but it's also to me it's a testimonial for what a great father you are and how much you care about the the, the young Ramses. Uh, uh, well, well, I'm I'm actually just stupid, but but thank you. I appreciate that. Um, hey. Last time we were together, we teased that we were going to be talking about this. So I'll, I'll just quickly remind people uh, that the last episode was a really good one about, you know, what do you do if you you don't have anybody to delegate to? You, you, you're just sort of a lone wolf. How do you how do you delegate away some of the things that uh, are on your plate when you're a lone wolf and, and don't have anybody else in your department or or nobody reporting to you, et cetera? Yeah, I thought about I thought about like this picture popped in my head of those guys that are that's the one man band. Yeah, yeah, for real. He's got cymbals on his knees and his, you know, he's playing the harmonic and he's banging the drum and he's playing the you know, you know, just yep. Yeah. What if you're that guy? What do you do then, right? Um so so it's a great episode on that concept and uh we we know that some of you were thinking, I do have people to delegate to, except I can't. They're too busy. And so this is the episode for you. What do you do when you uh, want to delegate, but don't feel like you can, don't feel like you can get away with it? So so we're going to talk about that maybe sort of in stages here. Um, the let, let me just throw this at you, Mike, just to sort of get the ball rolling. Maybe they are too busy. Maybe they actually are too busy. Um, and, and the thought that comes to my head, I don't know what you're thinking, but why are they too busy? Is there something we could uh, do a little analysis on to find out if there is actually maybe some stuff that they shouldn't be doing or maybe some things they could be doing more efficiently or maybe even, I'm noticing your backdrop there, maybe there's even some things they're doing just because I'm sort of micromanaging all their little tasks and and uh, some of that just needs to go away. Uh, so uh, what are you thinking? Well, I think the the, the first thought is, 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 as you raise that that issue, why are they so busy? is do we have them operating in their areas of strength? Uh, mm. Do we have people doing things that that's just not what they're good at? And yeah. so they're incredibly busy because it, we tend to, if, we're, if it's not an area of strength, 
we tend to not be all that efficient at it, and we tend to not be able to find the uh, the improvements, the 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 kaizen, if you will, of of how to get better at these things, and and you know to get them done and get them done in a quality manner in less time, in a much more efficient yeah. way. Uh, so that would be that would definitely be my first thought. Uh, yeah, if I if I if I align the people with the respective jobs, and, and if so, uh, right. The the next thing that comes to mind is staffing levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the the most difficult decision that a manager will have to make, uh, one of the most difficult decisions a manager will have to make is when to add that next person. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times you're in that in-between mode. You're yeah. like, well, I, I, I got We're busy enough. We've got enough profitability. We've got enough income to to justify an additional half person. Right. <laughs> if I could just get half person, Uh, You know, but a half person wouldn't work. I need a full timer, but we're not quite there yet. Yeah. And so now we're everybody's in the right place or doing the right things, but they're busy enough that we just haven't reached the tipping point of let's add additional personnel expense. So I I think that's happening a lot right now. I I think, uh, you know, I, I remember walking into a lot of clients that were new to me. Uh, around about the time that the recession was starting to die off, the Great Recession was starting to die off. And you just kind of looked around and said, why do we have all this space? You know, like there just seemed to be so much extra space in so many uh, places that I worked at. And it's because they had laid off half their force and were trying to survive and they were afraid to hire another person. Well, I was just last week with a client where um, the the team is at a point where it's like, yeah, we we really are ready for half a person. You know what they did? They hired half a person. They got a part-timer. Um, uh, she's going to be uh, 20 to 30 hours a week. And uh, we'll we'll see how that goes, right? I'm sure that as, as time goes on, you know, growth might uh, lend itself to other opportunities. But yeah, go maybe maybe it's a half a person maybe that's exactly what your team needs to uh, be able to have a little bit of breathing room to to allow some delegation oh yeah yeah and it, and at some point the uh, you know there's this there's this leap of faith where you know that there's more business out there there's 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 more opportunity that we're missing right uh, because we are all you know running at, at above maximum capacity and so, yeah, sometimes you just go on faith that, yeah, I think there's enough business out there that if we add that expense, yeah, there'll be a, sh- a short-term uh, negative uh, as far as profitability goes. But uh, I see that, that in the long run, this is our next growth opportunity. Yeah. So we've, we've talked about quadrant two and quadrant three activities, this idea that uh, in, in the Eisenhower matrix that uh, some things are really important, but not urgent. And some things are urgent, but they're really not that important. And so we spend a lot of time on, uh, you know, crises and firefighting, but then we end up dropping down to these busy work activities that really aren't value adds. They're just not as important, but they keep popping up in our face over and over again. It might be a good time to set aside some quadrant two time to say, we're going to, we're going to spend some time planning. We're going to spend some time on the calendar thinking about What's our what's our tasks that we're currently doing and how many of these are we doing just because we've always done it that way or it's been what we've done since before the pandemic or fill in the blank. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're doing them just because we thought they were important, but they're really not. 
And again, some of them might have opportunities to Kaizen to get a little more efficient and figure out a way to continuously improve that process. And some of them maybe just don't need to be done. And let's just, let's just get rid of them. You don't have to hire half a person to get rid of some tasks that aren't really adding that much value. Hurts a little bit, but not, not as much as you think. So that's another way to look at this. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I, as you're, as you're speaking, I'm envisioning this, this time management uh, discussion with the entire team. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, so yeah, uh, having each person identify their quadrant one, two, three, and four activities and yep. having a, a nice discussion, especially around the, the, the quadrant one and quadrant three activities of what's causing these fires you know yeah. can, can we be proactive and, uh, and reduce the number of times that we have an issue that's urgent and important and then right. getting into quadrant three would be all about okay what are some things that we're doing that they they have to get done uh, but it's not necessarily that i have to do them or as you eloquently say why are we doing this? Uh, is anybody using this report? Does anybody look at this email? Does anybody, yeah, are we, is there any return on investment for this activity and, and can it be eliminated? Love it. Now Love so it. you've got time, uh, which, you know, takes us into our topic. Uh, there's time for people to learn and grow new skills. All right. So yeah, let's, let's get to the main event here. The, this idea that you know, uh, instead of looking at this as, oh, no, I'm delegating a time suck, a, a burden to my people, maybe what you're doing is exactly what your people need and maybe even want, by the way, because we know that so many people are leaving their places of work because they're not growing. So maybe what you need to be doing is thinking of delegation as development, that instead of delegating, I'm actually trying to do some things to help you grow in your role and in your career. And um, and you suggested as we were talking about this, that we talk about sort of the four levels of delegation. We're, we're used to thinking of it as an on-off switch. I'm either delegating that or I'm not delegating that. But really there's four levels of this. Do you, you want to talk about sort of that, that first baby step level uh, called investigation? Well, I, I, definitely. We might want to preface this with the, 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 the number one reason that people do not delegate uh, is trust or lack thereof. Oh, very fair. Very yes. fair. I don't think they're going to do it well. Yep. Is is you know is that that fear that lack of trust and the other one is I don't think they're going to do it exactly like I do it. <laughs> yep. Which is one hundred percent true. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so so yeah, they're not going to do it like you do it, and right. so. So trusting the in and having an outcome-based focus, yeah. and I can't, I can't, I can't concern myself with the process. Yeah, well, I'll teach them the way that we currently do it, or not. Right. Maybe I'll say, "Here's the task. How would you approach it?" Yeah. And lo and behold, some fresh eyeballs don't see the old wallpaper. Uh, immediately, you know, see the, the the issues and make it better. Uh, and and so then you have to to deal with the consequences of, oh Lord, I did it this way for ten years, and this guy did it <laughs> once and found a better way. Right. Oh, that's awesome, and it hurts. Right. This right. awesome awfulness of yeah, they improved my process. They that's improved exactly. on this task, and and so pushing past the the trust issue. Uh, and mm -hmm. the, the four levels of delegation are 
it's interesting. That's exactly what this is designed to do. They don't really talk about it in that manner, but you see it slow walking up the the ramp yep. of trust. Yep. Uh, that's with a baby step. Yeah, somebody that you're delegating to. So, right. uh, yeah, level one uh, would be investigation. And so basically what you're doing is saying, all right, so we've got this project. We're going to have an employee appreciation event. We need some food trucks. Go out, find out what food trucks are available, uh, what their reviews are, how much they would cost, uh, and if they're available on this date. Mm -hmm. That's it. Go do some investigation, right? Go gather research for me. Yeah, yeah. Research, gather information. Uh, bring it back to me, the team, whatever. And yeah. so the beauty of this is they can't break anything. Right. <laughs> they can't. Right. They can't mess anything up yep. uh, at this point. So uh, if they don't come back with the information, uh, we've allowed enough time in the system to, that we can go have somebody else gather it, uh, or we can gather it ourselves if need right. be. And so. Yeah, go get some information. Don't do anything yet. Don't book the trucks. Don't lock us into any contracts. Don't do anything like that. So, so that's level one. And, and let's, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, what's what's cool about this is that even if they fail, quote unquote, at this level, you know, they don't do the research very well, or they don't do it. A, we've probably learned something about either them or us. And the coaching, the follow-up coaching session about how this went, what worked, what didn't, asking them those questions, man, it's it's going to be really powerful in helping this person develop, right? So in other words, even if they fail at level one delegation, we have just learned an opportunity for their growth and, and possibly ours, because maybe we didn't explain it very well. And that's been the issue. But either way, we've we've taken a step in growth because of a failure. So So this... This is already working out for me. I can see how this is helping me as a leader just at level one. So, oh, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And it's only a failure if we don't learn something from it. That's right. That's so, right. so yeah, you're exactly right. What did we learn from this? And as we talk about in crucial conversations, uh, 90% of the time, I'm the problem. <laughs> right. As the manager, as the leader. I didn't explain the task specifically well enough, I didn't give clear direction. Yep. Uh, this is on me, man. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah. I'd explain why you've had trouble delegating all this time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't explain what I wanted them to do. <laughs> it's like jazz. You'll know it when you hear it. Uh, right. <laughs> like, I'm not sure that's helpful. So, so say we all learn right. that we grow, maybe they, they pass the investigation uh, delegation uh, test with flying colors. Mm-hmm. So we move on to two or level, level two, two informed progress. Okay. I've got a project or a task for you. Uh, we're going to have regular conversations about it. And so uh, keep me updated and I will be available for an assist uh, uh, all the way through the process. Okay. I was feeling a little nervous until you got to that last bit there because uh, I felt like you had just, you know, thrown me, uh, you know, something that was going to be really hard for me to chew on and, and stay afloat. But then you said, oh, but, but you're going to help me. Okay, got it. Yeah, I, when I imagine this one, uh, I imagine it is two people side by side, one person uh, just slightly ahead of the other, the person that we've, we've delegated the task to, 
uh, but we're right there to catch them in case they fall, uh, in case they, you know, as we all learned in our childhood, in case they step in some quicksand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And begin to disappear from, you know, beneath the earth, uh, we're there to help. And so regular updates, uh, you know, we're informed uh, along the way. Uh, mm -hmm. And the, the beauty of this system is at some point, if it goes off the rails, it doesn't go far enough off the rails that we can't redirect it back on. Yeah, well, you're you're staying in such good communication that that's definitely going to happen. And I think one of the challenges of level two is that you have to make sure that you're intentional about that communication, right? Like you 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 need to put this on the calendar, do something to say, you know, let's let's have a a weekly check in or or whatever would be appropriate for the uh, for the event. Um, sometimes it's just as simple as you know, just a little post-it note on your screen that reminds you, yeah, I got to go check in with Billy Bob. Um, it's about that time. Uh, and just see how he's doing and make sure he doesn't have any questions and and, and you're good to go. Well, and I, I, you raised such a great point. And, and uh, the coach approach uh, would definitely work here. Uh, yes. So when I do check in, I want to talk 20% of the time. I want them to talk 80% of the time. That mm -hmm. means I need to show up with questions. Mm -hmm. You know, what's the latest on such and such? Uh, what have you been able to figure out? What are, uh, you know, what are the biggest obstacles that, that you think, uh, what do you believe are the odds of success? Uh, and then, and then listening, right? Allowing them to, to share what it is that they've discovered. And not, so, oh, go ahead. and not asking questions that aren't really questions. Uh-huh. Have you thought about calling so-and-so right. over at Parks and Rec? <laughs> so I should call so-and-so at Parks and Rec. <laughs> right. Got it. Right. Have you thought about using the quesadilla truck uh, from Santa Monica? <laughs> Book the quesadilla truck from Santa Monica. Right. You know, so, so yeah, I'm not talking about those questions. I'm talking about real questions. Uh, that allow them to explore the opportunities that are there. And, and well, the, the funny thing about those questions is that they're micromanaging, right? The, those uh, the, those pretend questions are really you micromanaging and taking back over. And and you know the the other kind of fake questions is is where I'm asking a yes no. You don't want to do that, right? You don't want to run the risk of failure, like like where the person has to own up and say, yeah, I failed at this. Uh, you know, did you did you get that uh, part of the project done yet? You know, and one answer, it's 50-50. One of those answers is, yes, I did, boss. Things are going great. The other is, no, I am a failure. That's not what you're trying to achieve here. You're trying to achieve delegation where this person grows. So the open-ended questions allow that to come out organically. Talk about the issue instead of talk about the, the, the person, you know, succeeding or failing. And it's not about their performance yet. It's just informed progress. Which I get, is that a good segue? Should we talk about level three? Well, I think um, it is, but I think we'd be remiss if we didn't once again remind our listeners, both of them, mm -hmm. uh, what you said earlier, that the debrief afterwards, the the after action debrief, when the, when the whole thing's done, yes, right? What did we do well? Uh, right. What would you do differently if we were to do it again? Yep. All right. As the delegator, what did I do well? Yep. What would I do differently if I had to delegate the, the next, uh, you know, this, this over or something else? And, and totally what's agree. the, what's the takeaway from that? Totally agree. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. So level three, not, not informed progress, but informed results. Yes. Informed results. 
I have a fantastic opportunity for you. <laughs> You're going to be amazed how fantastic this is. Um, I want you to, you know, here's the, here's the goal, right? Here's the outcome that I'm looking for. Figure out how to do it and just let me know when it's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, just check in with me when it's accomplished and then, uh, and then we'll have our debrief at that point. Mm-hmm. I don't need regular updates. I don't need regular check-ins. I trust <laughs> that you will, you will do a fantastic job with this and, and uh, you know, it's yours to run with. So I, I think this is one where um, if, if we have managers listening who are a little more on the control side, they're, they're getting a little twitchy eyed right now. And uh, so maybe it would be important to talk about defining what we mean by opportunity. And I'll, I'll give an example. I, I had a team once that had a really gung-ho uh, team leader. It was a cross-functional team from multiple departments. And the owner of the business had said, yeah, I want you guys to work on XYZ. And XYZ had to do something with employee engagement. I don't quite remember what the what the task was, but we didn't define exactly the boundary lines on what was considered in game and out of game inbounds and out of bounds for for what they were allowed to talk about so the list that came back was aggressive it was aggressive they uh they suggested extra uh uh extra days off uh they suggested an entire change to the the whole company's uh, sick day versus part-time off policy. I mean, these were monster, monster changes that they were suggesting for the HR department. And it was really not what the owner was looking for. The business owner was looking for some things in the specific arena around employee engagement. And he got instead the kitchen sink. And of course, you know, the people were really disappointed when they realized he was going to say, oh, yeah, we're, we're not doing any of that. And that, that's not really what I wanted. So defining the opportunity can help level three seem a little more realistic and and like it's going to go somewhere for you positive. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I, I think you're exactly right. The 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 first twitch is is the micromanager, uh, you know, just welling up in, inside of yeah. the, the delegator. Uh, and it was interesting uh, for those of you on the podcast, uh, if you can't see my background, uh, some of you have already figured it out uh, in the Lego movie, a mm-hmm. classic piece of cinema art. Wonderful. The, uh, the, the, the antagonist uh, was Lord Business mm-hmm. and Lord Business as his minions chose the micromanagers yes. <laughs> so so when he wanted to keep people from moving forward keep people from succeeding he released the micromanagers yep. uh, and and here you've got an opportunity uh, a to improve as you've said so eloquently improve your explanation of the opportunity to share the why and, and what it is that, that we're trying to accomplish here and then to step back and let this person, you know, give them space so that they can step in and, mm-hmm. and, and, and give it a shot. Right. Here's the, you know, and, and, and you're going to you're going to learn tremendously about yourself. How good are you at explaining <laughs> you know, what it is that you want done? And you're going to learn a whole lot about the, the initiative, the creativity, uh, the problem solving skills of the person that you delegated to. Yeah, I'm always so impressed. Uh, you know, we work in the car business, and I think part of the the magic there is that a lot of people in the car business have 
figured out that they could make a good living without a college degree. Uh, they could they could make a career without a college degree in the in the automotive business. And and I'm going to say it. I think part of the success is that they don't have college degrees. They're not limited by, you know, oh, these are the things you do because I learned about that in my business class. Instead, they just sort of say, you want us to take the hill? Okay, hmm, I guess we need to take the hill. And then they figure out a way. And it's usually way more creative than I personally would have done, whatever it is. So I expect that, uh, dear dear bosses and managers out there, expect that when you get to level three, that they're going to come up with stuff that you didn't think of. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and, and there again, the after action debrief. All That's right. right. So what about this work to went well? Uh, what what about this would you do differently the next time that they, they, that you did it? Uh, right? How can we apply that to the next thing uh, that we, that we need to get done? Love it. Yeah, be, Love a, it. be a ton of ton of fun. All right. So the final level, level 4, ownership. 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 Wow. This is how a lot of managers got their job. They mm. reached this level of delegation for whoever was able to promote them, yeah. uh, right? Or whoever was observing them. And so ownership is when the 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 the, the boss, the manager, the leader, the, the delegator comes to you and says, I want you to own everything about this. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to know how you did it. I don't need to know when it's done. I just want it done. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and then they take their list, right, where it had this item on it, and they take their list and go, check, <laughs> <laughs> right? And I, and delegated. I hear that, yeah, delegated, it's handled, handle it, handle it, Roy. <laughs> so you hear managers talk about this as one of their laments. So they become this, this, this go-to person for the leader. And the leader's like, I need you to do this, boom, it gets done. And then that person, you know, becomes the, the go-to guy and then they get promoted. And the, the, the biggest opportunity they have is they don't have a me, yep. <laughs> right? Now, have your managers say that they'll be going, well, how did I get this done? You know, how did I get this done when I was in this previous position? Oh yeah, I had me, right? The leader had me that he could come to and just give stuff and it would yep. get done. I don't yep. have that guy. Yep. I was that guy. And now I'm, I'm here. Somebody's taking my position, but they're not at that level of, of delegation, not at that level of ownership, level four. Yep. So now they're doing part of what they previously did and trying to train the new guy and stuff like that. So, so if you, if, you know, a lot of times you think, okay, if I'm going to be, you know, uh, if I'm going to maintain job security, uh, you know, I need to, you know, to control everything. No, the reality is, yeah, I grow by giving things away and That's teaching right. other people how to do them and how to do them successfully. Um, so, so yeah, if you can, if you have that person, they're immensely valued to you. If you are that person, understand how valuable you are uh, to your organization. Yeah. So we're covering a, a big, big, big spectrum here in this short, short podcast. But the idea that, you know, on the on the one hand, you feel like you can't delegate to your people. Well, maybe you need to do some analysis and investigate, you know, is, is there some things you could be doing differently? Is there some things the department could be doing differently? Is there a process we could change? Think about those, like you said, the level one and level three tasks that maybe were 
there because we haven't figured out how to get those off our plate by having better processes, more more effective uh, systems, et cetera. Maybe some things just don't need to be done. We just have been doing them that way and we need to get rid of them. But if you're if you're ready for it, start thinking of uh, delegation in the mindset of development. And, and we have these four levels. And again, we'll just quickly say them. Investigation, informed progress, informed results, where we're, we're now really turning it over to them and saying, do it your way. And then level four is ownership. And we're, we're trying to work our way perhaps towards that with as many people as we can. I want to say one other thing, and then I'll let you have the last word. You were talking about this, uh, you know, sort of like, oh, man, I don't have a me uh, concept. Um, I, I think we should all be doing that. Like at every role in the organization, we should be thinking about who who could be coming alongside us to learn what we're doing. And um, there's a phenomenal uh, picture of it in uh, the Old Testament, the story of Moses. You know, Moses had Joshua. Joshua was his sort of his number two. And there's even a scene where Moses has to hold up a staff and Joshua is one of the people right there helping him hold the staff up. You know, like that's that's the kind of stuff delegated to Joshua in some instances is like, hey, help me hold this staff up in the air. Lo and behold, Joshua is a phenomenal follow-up leader. He takes the organization to the next level, if you will. They literally conquer the promised land and uh, take over a, a whole bunch of territory. But Joshua doesn't have a Joshua. There is no there is no follow up after him, and and you can read about it in the book of Judges. It is incredibly depressing what happens when there's a lack of leadership in the community. Um, it it I mean, hey, if if you're into uh, uh, really scary stories, it ends with you know gang rape, corpse dismemberment. It's a it's a it's a really saucy one. You'll uh, you'll really enjoy it if you're into that sort of thing. That's what I wanted to end our thoughts on was gang rape and corpse dismemberment. Um, well, I think mainly for Halloween. I, I think. think maybe, you know, the way that you characterized it as saucy <laughs> was maybe the most disturbing part uh, of your story. <laughs> yeah, that thing, that, that's the part that will keep me awake at night. <laughs> yeah, Dexter. Who have I been podcasting with all this time? <laughs> yeah, who is this guy? And why am I going to sleep with one eye open? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, and you make such a great point, right? We need that guy. Uh, one other thing that, that that's truly phenomenal about this that, that I've seen stores do is sometimes I can test a leadership capability. So a lot of our yeah. examples felt like, you know, this one guy is going to go do this one thing. Right. And so I, I remember we had a store, we had this this manager. Uh, you're like, man, this guy's he's got he's all that in a bag of chips. We need to get him, uh, you know, moving up. And then we realized we'd never seen him in a leadership role. Uh, yeah. His department is a one-man band, right? He's in charge yep. of stuff, but he's not in charge yep. of people. Yep. Uh, so we did the we did the employee appreciation event, and we we said, hey, we would like for you to head this up. We'd like to feed four different stores. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, here's the budget. Here's the, mm -hmm. the the date that we'd like to do it, and we'd like you to gather a team, a minimum of one person from each store. Uh, to to you know uh, facilitate and host this event and the guy was awesome he went out and got he got a committee together and and the committee was was meeting regularly and they they killed it the committee showed up you know early to set up before the event they they managed the event flawlessly and then they all stayed late to tear down with him leading the way wow wow 
You're like, okay. That's what we're looking for. We knew he's good. And Jack, he's got some some incredible leadership skills. And yep. so we promoted him about a month later. So that's great. Uh, where he's now in charge of some folks. So 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 yeah, it's okay. You know, I'm going to develop people, but I I'm also going to test for what have I got here? What what are the what are the strengths in this individual uh, that that may be hidden in their current role? Yeah, because because what got the guy here wasn't what got him there. To to quote Marshall Goldsmith. Uh, you know, the, the idea that, you know, I'm, I'm a self-starter, I can own it, I can take charge, uh, but that doesn't mean he can help other people own it and take charge. He proved that he could, you know, he got, got the chance to prove himself. But so many of us in, in management, I think that's, that's the, the flaw is that we've been owning it for so long. Of course, we micromanage. Of course, we don't want to let go of anything. Of course, we don't want to rely on those other people and trust them. But man, them's the breaks that's leadership right if you're going to grow that's what's going to have to happen is getting your people involved oh yeah great yeah no no you know fantastic point and and uh yeah hopefully we've given uh everyone uh some things to chew on uh some mm-hmm. thoughts uh, you could take a look at uh you know just just what is the next thing? What is the next thing that I have on my plate that needs to be delegated that a would free your time up and b uh, develop the person, uh, provide the person with a with a chance to either either develop or prove uh, the skills necessary for them to move up. You know what I've always appreciated about you, Mike. You delegated our voiceover work. Oh yes, yeah. So we should turn it over to our saucy announcer. <laughs> Mr. John Wolf. Uh, Mr. Wolf, take us out. And that's a wrap. It doesn't take a genius. The blog dedicated to reducing the irreducible. Next time, prime numbers. What makes them so special? Join us then. And thanks for listening. That's good enough.